Okay. Welcome back, Queer Eye Season 2. Season 2. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I love this show. I love this show. And and I do love this season, but not as much as the first. I just want to say that. I know. I know. There's... um. And I'm going to tell you why. I mean, I, I almost love it as equally as the first, but I think what I'm missing is that kind of, oh my shit, they're doing like MAGA guys for the most part in season one. Would I have wanted them to do MAGA guys again in season two? I don't know that I should expect that because MAGA guys had their, um, they had their run in season one. So well, how many MAGA guys did they do in season one? It was like three or four. Really? I mean, yeah, they, yeah, they had the comedian, and they had Neil, and they had AJ in Atlanta. So there's like three MAGA-ish guys, and like three, and then I'm forgetting a couple of people. I don't remember. So I going back and looking at like season one, I was like, I don't know why I was expecting it to be. It's still, it's still awesome. Um, so I. They did probably one of the most important episodes this season for me, and that is um, Skylar's story, the trans man's story, because as you were saying when we were watching it, you know, they, you know they're just they're they're going to these places that that people don't understand. We have all these big political arguments and and um, you know fist fights, verbal fist fights on the internets. And, you know, very few of us actually even know trans people. Um, I've known quite a few in my time. and But I understand if you're not around it, maybe you don't get it. To the degree that Tan didn't even understand Skylar's story. Um, because he himself is not really totally immersed in the gay community, as he said, in the community. So we get to see it through his eyes. So I think the show is important in that way. Um. I think why I don't think it is as good as season one, because I thought, well, it's the MAGA thing that, that, you know, I wanted to see that total transformation. And again, if I'm the guys, I don't know if I really want to go into that MAGA spot again. Maybe they felt like, wow, that was a little, that was daring and fun, but I don't know if that we all want to like bathe in those waters again. Yeah. I mean, you, you, know never, I mean? you never know what's going to happen, too. I mean, right. And there was a couple of times when the, their reactions were straight up real, like yeah. Karamo and the cop. Yeah, and, that, like that one, yeah. And then we didn't really get it, it totally addressed um, on the show, but like Jonathan getting stared down at like the Moose Lodge or wherever the fuck they were. and That's right. And just I just saw some, some like side eye and some like straight razor hate at Jonathan in some places. So if I'm the guys, I'm like, hey, I'll do the show season two, but do I really need to be in these situations where I don't think they were in danger, but I don't know if I want to like bathe in that uncomfortableness. So I'm not going to, I'm not shitting on the show at all. I'm just saying, I was like, mm, okay. I feel like the subjects in season two, as I analyze it, they don't have to be these hardcore, hard cases. You know, like Tom, who, like, you can't fix ugly. We all love Tom. And the fact that they just turned him to, like, sexy yas queen, Ulysses S. Grant. I mean, like, Jesus, Tan and Jonathan are magicians. And sweet old Tom got married to his Abby and all that kind of stuff. And yay, holla. I think what... There was just some lackluster dudes 
this season. The 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 makeover characters weren't as strong for you, and I felt like and because of that, the show had to force some things, and it then felt like a run of the mill makeover show at times. Even though we had these amazing guys, they can only do so much. You can't pull star power out of a turnip, and they do. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying the show was less enjoyable somehow, but it, it didn't have the the. Are you saying it didn't have the, the Let magic? Let me give you a case in point. Like Sean, who was raised by Lulu, right? Yes. I felt like that whole show was forced with a capital F. I don't think poor little homeschool Sean was shy and lacking in confidence. I think it's the opposite. I think since he was a babe, Lulu has been raising him like a stage mom to be the star. And... He moved 30 minutes down the street to obviously a space that she had prepped for them to decorate for the show. And I saw no character arc. Also, I think Stan, Stan, I think Tandon lost his mind because he ended up looking like a divorced dad on a cruise with those white pants and that Hawaiian shirt and that leather jacket. I just wasn't Oh, how about the pants that. with the racing stripe? I know. Like he's, they talked about how he hung out with old people. I think they made him look older, like, like he does hang out with old people. I don't know. I was not feeling that episode. And I was like, Queer Eye's doing this? Like, I don't know why they didn't see what we're... I just was not feeling it. You know, it all felt just so set up. It felt like a typical makeover show. And that's not what Queer Eye does. It is not the typical makeover show. The makeover thing is a whole deal. But I felt like Sean is like, I don't know, socializing more, blah, blah, blah. Come on. I don't know. I thought it was kind of bullshit. Yeah, I could. I, I could, mean, Sean is yeah. cute, you know, and I wish him well. And he seems like, you know, there are a lot of white people out there who will love that music. Um, but mm-mm. that one just felt just made for the series. And I was just kind of idling the entire time. Hipster mayor. Okay. He's cute. I'm, you know, he's out there resisting and he's, you know, fighting the good fight up there in Georgia. I mean, seriously props to that. Um, I kind of found myself kind of checking the internet and reading about other things and kind of wandering away from it. I don't know that I need the guy to look sexy when he's fighting like the evil empire. As I told you, he could look like a pile of turd, you know, wearing turds, wearing a hoodie as long as he's like trying to change policy for the good, which it seems like Ted is. I just don't know. Like, I think that was, I think at least for me, Sean, and to an extent, Jason, the guy who was going to move to Reno for Burning Man, the burner. Yeah. And Ted were like. Those were, those were predictable, too. Like the burner yeah, one. Like, they're setting it, it, it up. Totally so he's set it up for stay. him to fall in love with his friend. And yeah. just, again, it felt story produced. And I didn't feel like they. I know all reality shows are story produced to some extent. That's just y'all. Wrestling is not real. And this is story produced. But I don't like it when I can see the seams. Season one felt seamless, except for the one with the comedian. That one felt like it was forced. That's why I didn't like that one in in season one. I felt like that guy was just, they just needed material and blah, blah, blah. But, um. Did you have a favorite out of season two? 
Yeah, it's going to be Skylar's story. And, and you can't not love Tammy. Like yeah. The first one with Tammy and the tradition, I was so excited because we're in gay Georgia. We're you know talking about homecomings and about her gay son not feeling welcome. And I think the show had some important things to say about religion and family and church and Bobby's uncomfortable feeling about that. And I felt like there were some just... There were some great stories that needed to be told, right? And a middle America and everywhere America can see, like, this is not the story. I mean, I think it's Tammy Sun who says, you know, I think it's Miles who says, you know, here in the South, you come out, you're gone. So I thought, oh, the show is like jumping right back into these important topics. By the time we got to Sean, I felt like, am I watching the same show? You know yeah, what I mean? The yeah. show that I love. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I am not. I'm not. I'm not being a, a typical season two hater of stuff. Well, I defend a lot of season twos. I was just like, hmm. Maybe they re- rushed this out. Maybe they didn't think it through. I don't know what was going on. Maybe people fell out. But yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is like maybe it was. It's hard it to felt find a, a little. It yeah. could have been brushed. And if they had done more magas, I mean, it's like now the show's like. Repeating itself. I mean, it's really tough to top that amazing first season when really we talk about, we think about Tom and we think about uh, Degadoo guy. You know, we think about those two guys. Ooh, the popo's getting caught or the something's on fire. Um, if you couldn't hear the siren outside the door, outside the window. Um, I, I think my second favorite of the season, well, say, I think it's Skylar, Tammy, and then Leo. Um, yeah, I like the, I the bartender Leo. guy. Yeah. I loved him a lot because, again, that talking about he, an immigrant. Leo had a lot of character. Yeah, and he was just a hardworking dad who loves his family and loves to cook. And that was a cute story because, again, this show is embracing where we are now in Trump's America and bridging gaps. And I thought that story kind of accomplished that. Ari, Ari, Ari was pretty good, too. Did you like Ari? Because I did not like Ari at all. Because it was, I mean... He had to face something. He had to face telling his mom, mm. I didn't graduate. It was, you know. Because mm. I'm trying to think. Because, like, I mean, no one else really. I got a problem with Ari. What? What's your problem with Ari? I just think, again, I think no offense to Ari, but he is not. Like, Neil was this introverted diamond in the rough who just didn't want to get okay, out there. Yeah. And we all fell in love with yeah. Neil. Yeah. And I'm not saying because they're two brown dudes. I'm just saying, like, Neil was kind of this introverted guy who was facing some sort of cultural issues. And his mother's like, why don't you get married? Leo, blah, blah, blah. Leo was kind of like a Neil then. Exactly. And yeah. that kind of, they felt sort of the same, yeah. same. Like these, these lovable teddy bears that kind of just put themselves kind of behind whatever, as they focus on something else, right? And I felt like those stories were similar, and I felt the same way kind of about those two guys. I was like, aw, these just wonderful guys who need to, like, do more for themselves. Ari, I want to kick his fucking ass (laughs) out in the street because, you know, their whole thing was trying to get him to, like, stop lying about himself and blah, 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 but I don't know. It's just, it was... They would have needed a whole series to turn me around on Ari, you know, giving him a fucking beard shave and getting him to, like, finally tell his mama he didn't graduate. Because, you know, next week he's just going to be back on that couch. I probably, I don't know. Messing up the nice uh, you know what I felt bed- coffee table. I felt for Cyrus. I was, like, more happy for his roommate Cyrus that didn't have to live with his nasty ass, at least until he junks it back up. 
I just feel like a guy like that who like when he started telling me about like how his parents came here to give him and his sister this life, and then you then you know better. If you're giving us the sob story, why there's you're chain smoking and eating seeds and half-ass not even thinking about working in your nasty house? He was smoking in the house, mm-hmm. and his roommate doesn't even smoke. Mm-hmm. That's how inconsiderate this motherfucker is. Yeah. So this ain't got nothing to do with him being a Ron or whatever. It's like your parents. I wonder how we got away with sacrifice. That. Well, probably Cyrus, you know, doesn't say anything to him, but Cyrus needs to beat his ass. Yeah, kick his and ass out. No, 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 no. He said I've known him as long as oh. long enough that I consider him my brother. So I mean, I get that, but dude, have him smoke outside and clean up his cigarette butts. I'm just like no. You know, I wish those cameras had caught his mama slapping him upside the head <laughs> of that Tadig or how do you say Tadig? But that like, made, I just, that made me want to have. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. That's the only thing out of that episode that I found like really great is that Cyrus got a better living space, and the second thing was that uh, we kind of got a basic idea of how to make Tadig. Uh, but like again, not I just wasn't feeling Ari at all. Yeah, and see, I can William, see that. the second guy, William, who proposes to his lady, he's cute and he's a typical queer eye kind of subject. It felt more like on brand. Yeah. But I, I, I almost immediately forgot about him as soon as the episode was over in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a sweet dude. And it was really cute the way he proposed to her. But like, I, we all saw it coming. I don't know. I was just like, he's going to propose to her. Okay. You know, the first season, I kind of didn't know what was going to happen. There was that element of, oh, shit, you know, it was still it still had that new car smell. And maybe I am sounding like a second season bitch motherfucker. (laughs) But I love I the guys, you know, because we follow them all on social media and I feel like we know them, which we don't know them, but. I just love anything that they kind of do, but I feel like the producers did not bring outside of Skylar and Tammy and whom else did we say? I've already forgotten Leo or is it Leo? I don't know. Those three are like those three. And then give me five other just like dynamite. I'm trying to to think of, I mean, there was Sam, and then there was a uh, hipster. Um, yeah, there's Sean and Ted. Or Sean. And Ari and Skylar and Tammy and William and Jason and Leo. Not in that order at all. Yeah. But it's like, uh. You know, and I know you're in Atlanta and you're trying to stay there for, for production. And I'm very excited because I hear that, like, season three, they're going to be in Yass, Australia, at least. For one of them. So I, I do, I'm excited that we're going to go international or at least stay in Australia, which would be like super fucking awesome because Australians are, they just run the gamut. Australians, like, you're going to find some dude like living in the bush and you're going to, you're going to have all kinds of shit happening. Like there's, there's crazy stuff. What was the, um, how much did they have? Do you know off, just offhand uh, with their off season, how much time? Well, we saw the first one at the beginning of this year. Oh, man, that's just no time at all. Then. Right. So they didn't have what I'm feeling like. And I have I've read nothing, no nothing in production on this show. Did they have to scramble because Cause it was, I was so popular? Because it was so big, they felt, like, yeah, had to get out. it back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's get something out there because, you yeah. know, we want to capitalize on this wave. And 
And I think what suffers here is that, again, I didn't sit here and hate this, and I was crying all the way through it. You know, I am going through menopause. I don't know how much is that or whatever. (laughs) Um, Somebody opens the screen door, and I'm crying. So hmm, I don't know if we can use me as a gauge. But yeah, but those are my reasons. And at first I thought, well, they're not doing the mega thing. Well, they did. So why do you need to, you know, they're not bloody, you know, show ponies. They don't have to do the same thing. But I was just kind of surprised at how, you know, and again, good, good um, subjects are really, really hard to find. Yeah. I mean, it's a a tough ass job to go and find like real people and to get this thing all done mm-hmm. in you know an hour or is it it's yeah, an it's, hour it's like episode. 45 minutes yeah, exactly. something like that yeah and, and to get it all in a done. week but yeah yeah but i think it's just for me to starting back with the original like the sourcing of the content the, the original subject that raw material is so hard to find even in a place as it, that is as diverse as Georgia. And Georgia has a lot of little, like you were like about Ted, uh, Ted Terry, who's the mayor of this little town. I think it's Maysville. It's like he's, I might be getting my towns messed up, but, um, you know, he's this mayor of this little town. You surrounded by the old guard. And it's like, hmm. I think it's cool that they're, we're seeing the presence of the resistance. And now the antithesis to season one is, you know, you have the cop who's got um, a Trump sign. And now you've got the mayor, Ted, who's got a Hillary and Kane sign. But he was a Bernie Sanders delegate. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and all that's great. And, and, you know, it's a balance. It's cool to, to show that. And I didn't like, again, I don't dislike Ted. And I think William, he looked really cute at the end. And Leo, oh my God, cute, cute, cute. And um, Ari looked amazing. He looked really, really adorable. And his house was fabulous. Like those pieces of it were great. And the food was all interesting. And I was very happy for Jason to find love within, you know, what was right there in front of him. And Skylar looked like nails at the end of, you know, his episode. So I could go on and on and on. And Sean, they finally got him out of those jackets without his fucking name on the back of it. And his, and his, uh, his pad is sweet. Yeah. Lulu bought him a really nice pad and Bobby like finished it off. But again, like I said, it's hard. It's, it's hard to take like a blank space like that and make it into I don't know I just mm-mm, I just yeah it wasn't it wasn't like make my neck roll it wasn't like season one where uh, he had that underground uh, not on the the bottom um, level of one bedroom and they redid that it's yeah. like you got this really huge nice place and they you know it's just it's a little bit like yeah that I mean, one was you're the gonna one be, where you're was, gonna be like the only college freshman over there at yeah, Piedmont or wherever I'm he's going very with, annoyed with that nice pad and it looked like when he met his friends um death of the peanut king that they're all pretty hip and onto it and yeah. like, he's got diversity he's got friends he's just talking to them on the internet so yeah. you're trying to sell something that i don't think is true or exists and i know you have to make a show and you have to do eight episodes and i know that that's really hard to do quickly because i feel like they came out of queer i won and literally gave themselves two weeks and then launched into two. And maybe these were the also rans or the runners up that we're going to do for season one. Um, but now, I mean, 
I want to see these guys. I don't want to see their talents wasted on just yeah, and you know, I have to, I have trifling to, folks like. And I, I have to agree with you because my favorites were the the uh, episode one. Yeah, Tammy's God bless awesome. gay, and then I did like a decent proposal episode too. I thought it was it was cute. It, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, sky's the limit. Um, was another one, and those you know those ones, especially the the one and um, five. I think I liked them so much because they were talking about real issues. Right. Now, the whole, and then, then let's just say what is awesome about Queer Eye in general, because I don't watch a lot of reality. I say that, and then I keep talking about reality shows I watch. No one believes me. No, at this the only, point. Ones, the only mm. ones you watch are this one um, Terrace House. Terrace House. And you just got into that, and Jersey Shore. And Jersey Shore. But that's kind I think of Jersey Shore. Three. Well, okay, the, that's three. the Bake Off. Well, the, the Great British Bake Off is like watching Terrace House. Like, what well, the most dramatic thing is, is like somebody's baked Alaska got thrown into a bin. And on Terrace House, somebody like, you know, didn't ask somebody out for a sandwich and it causes drama. Although Aloha House shit got real when Sherry showed up. Yeah, I'm still finishing that one. <sighs> I'm having a hard time finishing it, but I'll finish it. You should. Because Guy Sato is the best thing ever and you have to at least stay through Guy's thing. He's Guy's probably, departure. It, watching all of those hours of Terrace House, I got Guy Sato out of it. And I have to tell you, I'm totally, totally happy. And we had our surprise um, little small world with Taishi. <laughs> yeah, he was on a film that you worked on. Yeah, um, his one film in America. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but from what I've seen of it and scanned of it out there, like you got your Housewives and you got your Bachelor and Bachelorette. And blah, yeah, blah. yeah. This show has an integrity that I I love, it, and it's striving for something important. I think, especially right now. Because we had Roseanne Barr. I remember in the beginning, I was like, everybody leave Roseanne alone. Give her some, you know, give her some room. She's, she's promised she's going to behave and she's going to evolve. Well, somebody ambient them way into a cancellation of a really solid season two. And I can't help you, girl, if you get up in the middle of the night and get racist. So, okay, you're like, shit. Well, there's your... <laughs> doesn't get, make you racist. It doesn't make you racist, though. And all the jokes that ensued, like, I just, you know, I just had a kid. Yeah, I just had a, you know, a Hall's Vapor Rub. And now, you know, I hate, uh, you know, immigrants. Whatever. So, there's... So... What I'm saying is oh, there's a lot of shows out there that are talking about the Trump world and incorporating it into their storylines ad nauseum, but they're not saying anything that we don't know, and they're not trying to do something new. And I think Queer Eye's endeavor to for us to understand one another is is hugely important yeah you know so maybe the showing of ari is to show how it doesn't matter who your parents are whether they're you know born here in america come from another country all parents want the same thing they want their kids to do well and how many parents can relate to their no count fucking kid who lied about graduation laying around like you know messing up the house eating seeds out of a frisbee chain smoking and stuff and just being just being nasty wanting their ass to get out there and do better so universally i think every story kind of touches on something or an older person you know who thinks that they need to go far afield to be in touch with people like burning man when they have it in their own backyard i understand the themes 
So I know the producers were like, you missed this. And I, and I think that the shooting for it is noble. I just think it, it didn't always land the way it did, like in episode after episode after episode of in season, season one. Yeah. Like I said, the only dud for me in season one was the comedian because I felt like he was already there. And he was on a trajectory that was just going to climb regardless. And these guys kind of gave him a boost and our arc went nowhere. You know? Yeah, that's how that's how it kind of is about, Sean. about Sean. Same thing. It's like, you don't need anybody's help. This is just exposure for you. And I yeah. feel like I'm watching a typical makeover show and it's making me feel gross. And so go away. I don't hate you. Good luck. And I think that's great, but I just don't need to waste my 45 minutes watching you just already do what you're doing. It's not me watching you sit in your bathroom doing emails. That's a nice jacket. It's my favorite color green. Oh, God. Um, so, but, but again, these guys, I feel like, don't waste these guys. Don't have them just making over whatever. There's only so many hours we have on the planet, and there's only so many, you know, so much energy we can give to things. And these guys are generous. They're generous beyond generous, and they love everybody, and they do maintain these relationships beyond the show. So I feel like these guys are amazing, and they probably tell me to mind my own business on who they, you know, make over. But probably that's what the show was going to go, was take them to a place where they can be of help. I wish I wish they wouldn't I mean I know it's going to be harder to do but that'd be fun if they if they went across the United States and just didn't stay in it in, in right. Georgia or Atlanta Yeah I mean I don't you know? I think it might be a matter of budget and it also might be a matter of just logistics specifically I would say for Bobby because that would put a lot of strain on his crew and I'm sure Netflix has got the money to do it, and that's probably what they're talking about. But when you're jumping around and you have a week, and it's a lot but, of but, wear and tear. But on Tiny people. House, Tiny House Nation, and all those the derivations of that—they're throughout the country. Yeah, and they're building and, a house right every episode. But there's a lot of moving parts to this show. A lot more than that. They're just building the house on Tiny House. This is. Sourcing all kinds of elements and things, and I mean, I hear you. I would you know, love to but see. They, that. I mean, logistically, I they have that. to get the they have to get the the, You'd pre-plan, the structure there. You pre plan and all that kind of you know, stuff. All You're right. Stuff. You're right. And maybe that's what's in the works. Is we would love to see them in Alabama, New York, Mississippi, Wyoming, the Dakotas, or or do you know like do regional like you, they, sure. they they fly out to a place and then they can drive to you know yeah. Sonoma I'm and sure then go in the works. to. Vegas and then fly to, you right. know, the, you know, the New England states and do something yeah. around there. You but know. I feel like it's practical. Like in Georgia, I've, I haven't really seen it used like this. There's a lot of production in Georgia, just shit tons of it, right? Just massive amounts. But they're using it as their backdrop. What I appreciate about that, this show in Atlanta, is that we get to see Georgia. We get yeah. to see the South in a way that so it goes, like, you always look at me and like, oh my God, there's all this space out there. What the hell? Because we live here. Yeah, that was wild. That we was just wild don't see that see kind that. of space. Yeah. Like, well, the kind of space we see in uh, Southern California is when we drive, uh, drive get, out to like Vasquez you gotta, Rocks. Yeah, you got to drive out, mm-hmm. you know? We'll go out to like uh, <laughs> Indio and places like that. You're like, oh, and it's just desert. Yeah. So just seeing huge swaths of green pastures and stuff, that's pretty typical of the South. That you can't feel how fucking humid it is and how balls hot it is. So, 
Uh, it makes me miss the South. It makes me appreciate Southern people and how they're not that different from the rest of the world. And well, one, how, of, one of the places uh, you you had been to, right? The found the found foundry? the foundry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of these places, I'm like, oh, they're still there. But for me, it's like I think the show. What I like appreciate about shows like this, and they don't happen that often. It's like we talk about the base, Trump's base, the base. You know, I, I don't. I think there's just so many wonderful people out there that maybe did vote for Trump, but they're still wonderful, awesome human beings who want good things for people. Then there's people who are just confused, and then there's people who drink the Kool-Aid and like gulp it constantly every day all day long from a big fountain. But the South is such a diverse place, and there's all these little enclaves, and there's the Ted Terrys of the world who are in these small towns who didn't flee to the big cities, who are staying there trying to bridge the gap and reach out to yeah, who are, everyone. Who are making a difference in their, yeah, their community. Trying to, you know, staying and giving a shit is a huge thing. So that's very heartening to see. And stories like Skylar's where, you know, there are people who are they're being rejected by family, but they persevere. And it shows with the community, you can be surrounded by this family yeah. and you're not alone. You're not just one person out in the middle of a field by yourself. Like you have your trans community. They make, they, they find and make mm-hmm. their own community. And that's yeah. what I love about the their South own, yeah. is, you know, we always had that, you know, we, and I, I would dare say that you, that's why the creativity is just off the charts and like these little small bergs is because people have to make their own they have to make their own communities for themselves and they have to surround themselves with the things that make them happy. And so that's why you see amazing creativity there. Haggis is agreeing with me. Haggis is on patrol. Um, if you should, he like runs to the house and like does this low growl, like, like he's like, somebody's out there. Um, so he's doing that right now. There's probably a monster at the door that's going to kill us all. And he's trying to tell us. And this is the last podcast we'll ever do. The last podcast. The last podcast. So when I say I don't like it as much as season one, that's how that's what I meant. I'm not saying Queer Eye sucks now. I'm not saying that it fell down the basement stairs and hit its head. I feel like it's still excellent and they still are striving to do something that reality doesn't normally get up out of the bed to do. It normally goes in the opposite direction to tear down. So even their worst episode is better than the intentions of some of the other reality shows out there. So just saying I'm not hating. And all of the guys are are, are a lot of fun to watch. And they're amazing. Like I said, I would, I would watch any of those guys read the phone book. They're all, they're all, and now we feel like we know them more and like what they're coming with. Um, they're all, uh, you just want to hang out with these guys. They're lovely. So that's that. Your favorite episode? You told you said. Yeah. Yeah. You said. Yeah. I think uh, from, from it's probably one and then the five coming up very close behind or yeah. five, then one. So Scholar and Tammy. And I like, you know, I like the, I like the fact, I like the, the, the Ted one that Mayor Ted, I, I like seeing that someone's out there. Trying to trying to get their community to to yeah to be best. That's very be best be best. 
You know, uh, if you're, it's very heartening. It's yeah, very it's heartening. nice to see that. Yeah, he's a dude who's like, I got chickens. It. I don't have an office. You know, his his wife is like got this crazy, awesome hairstyle, and she's just covered in tats. And I'm like, fuck yeah, you know. And he and he, you know, clearly says it's like we we. We're, we're better when we're all together. Yeah, I agree. We, we make a community. And I agree with you that, know? too. We can't, We just can't have just like, like they're talking right now about uh, splitting California into three sections. And there would have been a time when I would have laughed that off. And I don't laugh at shit anymore like that. Um, we are stronger together. And I think everybody should want that. Please, you know, we are just because we are diametrically up opposed in beliefs does not mean that we should be at each other's throats. We can sit here and have a conversation about these things and hash it out at some point instead of just like fighting it out. So I love that the show has those elements in it and has these people in it, you know? And then third would probably be the, the Leo story. I like that one. too. Yeah, I did too. He's, I would he's hang a lot out of, with that guy. He's a lot of, he, yeah. He sounds like a lot of fun. He's a, you know, and he cares. Guy. He cares about his family. And he does care. He gives, he, he gives a shit as well. Yeah. So, uh, and again, like no shade on anybody. The only outfit, like I said, I was just like Sean's outfit at the end. I was like, what the look? Um, I I truly loved all the transformations too. It's just a it's a fun show to watch. Yeah, it's a fun show to watch, and it does make you cry a lot. It clears out your sinuses. Yeah, like um, eating a bunch of wasabi. <laughs> Uh, going to make it a little bit of an announcement. We are now doing reviews on Ashland Podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, for the longest time since 2012, I've had a website called Scallywag Magazine, and I have loved every minute of it. I launched it to write about entertainment and music and stuff like that, and I've been writing reviews on that site, me and the, the writers and our little tiny writers enclave for quite a while. But at the end of July, we'll be switching over, uh, moving those reviews, the new ones that is, to uh, Ashland Podcast. So go to ashlandpodcast.com to read new reviews. There's several up there uh, right now. There's like 16 from 2018 that we've done so far. And come and meet the artist. Um, and going forward, new music comes out on a pretty regular basis. And who knows, we may occasionally have those artists on the podcast. That indie. would be fun. Yeah, indie artists. Talk to them about what they're doing, the people who make stuff. Like that a, sounds a call-in situation, maybe? Yeah, we do a remote. We'd remote them in because people make music from all over the place. Some of them are in Spain. Some are in Sydney. Some of them are here in Los Angeles. Some are in the middle of the country. Some are probably in gay uh, Georgia. I don't know. Um, so do go to Scallywag. I'm sorry, <laughs> ashlandpodcast.com. <clears throat> And like I said, at the end of July, that site, Scallywag, will go dark. But we'll let you know on social media what's happening. Um, just it's time for a change. It's time to transition uh, those sites ourselves, talking about transformations. I feel like change is good. I like me some change. I feel really good about that. Yeah, change is good. We're also trying to beef up our social media presence. I will be the first person to admit that I am like kind of shit at social media. I I don't feed it enough. Um, I have a lot to le probably learn about it. Um, I don't know why I don't spend more time on it <coughs> or why I don't have a throat lozenge right now. But, <laughs> um, 
is that on our Twitter, we have Twitter. It's, it's Ashlyn Podcast on Twitter. Uh, so hopefully you're following us. We only have like, I don't know, what, 13 followers. Uh, so please follow us. Uh, we'll actually give you a reason to follow us. We can talk about stuff and we can talk about the podcast that we do on there as well. Also, if you're still on the Facebooks, um, if you haven't been run off by the Russian bots, um, please come and follow us on, uh, on Facebook. It's Ashlyn Podcast there as well. Um, we're the big orange kind of funky thing with the trees on it. So yeah, come and engage with us and have conversations with us. We'd love to hear from you. Like it's, um, as long as you're cool. I mean, I know a lot of people like tend to skew negative on the internet. and I just don't do that. I just probably won't respond. I don't have time to argue on the internet. But if you want to talk about something that um, you feel passionate about that we're covering, we'd love to hear from you. And just in general, I mean, if, if anybody feels really passionately, uh, we'll put you on the podcast too. If somebody just like wants to come on and, and talk about their view on something, we'll remote you in. We don't mind doing that at all. If somebody wants to mix it up. And talk about uh, what they're into. Chop it up. Chop it up. So, yeah, I was just saying, you know, we only have 13 followers followers on Twitter. Look, I have no shame in my game. I just launched that. Like, I don't know. It's been a while since I've launched it, but I just don't feed it. And I need to get get on there. Um, I look at my Twitter all the time, personally, but I don't don't feed our social media. So I want to feed the social media um, animals. Uh, so we can get out there and engage with you. And I know we said no to an Ashlyn podcast Instagram account, but I feel like, I don't know. Some podcasts do have Instagram. Um, what do they take photos of? I don't know. Is microphones. It like the same photo of them in a studio? Is it the, the microphone, the picture of Queer Eye. It's just another format to reach out and go, hey, we're doing Queer Eye. And, and if you're not on Twitter, a lot of people are a lot more comfortable in, in their one lane. Like some people live on Facebook. They live on Twitter. They live on 4chan or uh, Snapchat or, you know, all the, the Instagram. So for for me, it's just like, it was probably just be a a picture of whatever episode's coming up and and talking about that and tagging people in. That makes sense. You know? So what are we going to take pictures of? I love your attitude about it. It's like, <laughs> duh, duh, I fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> wow. You would never get a job as a social media director anywhere. Nope. And neither would I because I suck at it. But there's, you know, I'm going to admit that so I can then put that out into the world that, um, you know. But I am a little busy right now. I'm trying to finish my book. Getting to the tail end of my book. So that's uh, that's my little general announcements. Normally, I don't like to hear people's announcements that go on and on and on and on. So we tack them on at the end so you can be done before I get here. So if you didn't hear this, I guess you didn't hear it. Um, that's it for Queer Eye. I did love it. I did not hate it. Don't yeah. want anybody to think that I hated it. Didn't hate it. Yeah. We'll, I, we'll watch the next season. Of course we will. You know. I will watch the next season with bells on something of my person. Uh, you guys get out there and take care of yourselves. And um, any handy tips, anything you've learned? Um, I got to finish the, the Terrace House. We'll do a, a podcast. Yeah. Well, once the uh, the Nagano. Nagano, the second part of Nagano yeah. comes out. So once that comes out, I can, I'll can i probably be caught up. And we'll we'll probably go back and talk a little bit about um, uh, Aloha, Aloha State. State and a little bit about Girls and Boys in the City, which you haven't even remotely no. gotten close to. i got to finish that one. And then um, yeah, Handmaid's Tale, I think, Tell. is going to wrap up a little <sighs> bit Handmaid's soon. Tale. Yeah, maybe? the finale is coming this week. 
please God. Something happened. Let season three be, you know, first 20 minutes of the episode, Serena gets shot in the face. And the bullet goes she just right go, through she like, Fred's head. She likes she decks one of the, the officers and just goes on a rampage. Okay, here you go. Serena kills Fred rip, by ripping his throat out with her bare teeth. And then throws him out the window. Right, and throws him out the window and, like, grabs a gun and then shoots all the security detail and then grabs one of the, the Range Rovers and just goes fucking zoo on Gilead. And then um, off Alfred and her crew and Nick, they kill Eden, just shoot her right in the fucking head, and they go, like, take the other side of Gilead out, and they all meet in the circle, and everybody shoots Aunt Lydia at the same time. Um, and then they just, there's a standoff, and then uh, off, Alfred... Um, then the Canadians come no, in. No, no, no. So don't miss up my don't miss up my vision. Offred is we're on a crane shot or we're on a drone shot, and you see Offred like slowly choking the life out of Serena Joy. Oh, and she says that phrase in like uh, in oh that's on in the Latin in the yeah into her like fucking eyeballs as you know she chokes her out, and then we see then we but why are we, back. why are we why are we killing Serena? Didn't she redeem herself by killing on? Uh, no, I don't know. She still deserves to die. She built this prison, so fuck her. She started uh, Gilead, so fuck her. Fuck her dead. And then the Canadians come over the border with the rest of the American government from Honolulu, and they just bomb the holy fucking shit. Out of anybody like PT, like, like, you know, like the helicopters in Vietnam where they would just sit out there and they would just shoot down runners on the ground. Not even like with bombs, just individually just blow people to pieces so you could pick off the good guys. Yeah. If that's not season three, I'm just going to have to let it rack up and then I'm going to have to like shoot up with something and just rock back and forth uh, and watch it very quickly because this has been like everybody else so painful to watch. It's torture. Fuck. And I kind of like did what I was going to do in the podcast, so we'll do it again. I'm going to say all that stuff again, although I might have a different scenario. Yeah, we'll know, what, we'll know what happens. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. It's my... so bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you guys take care of yourself. I think what I've learned is um, that working out in your own home can be fun, but it's very, very painful. We're doing a workout at home. We're also swimming at the college pool up the street. You've learned that uh, jumping jumping rope can be uh, can be injurious. Yeah, it's hard. Can jumping rope your... is hard. Yeah, I didn't even try it. If I I try to do jumping jacks and my boobs are so big that I almost like knocked myself out. So baby steps. When I get these these uh, yard dogs down to like puppy size, then I'll do some <laughs> jumping jacks and then you know do a little jumping rope. Until then, no, no, no. Um, that's it. Yeah. You guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we have a lot of uh, people who do listen to the podcast on a regular basis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. New listeners. We do appreciate you guys very, very much. And, uh, have a lovely, 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 lovely week. Peace. We'll be back soon. Peace.